I'm Help. pulling the little slider down, oh and we're gosh. faded out. You faded out the music manually. Is you that did this how shit analog? Hell yeah. Kev dog does it. I don't know. We don't know. We're on our own. We're little. We're little <laughs> kids after school, and our babysitter didn't show up. Boy, she was hung boy. over, but we didn't call mom because we don't want her to rush home from work. So we're just watching we ourselves. In trouble. No, we're going to be fine. We we're going to are... make an, e- an Easy Mac for dinner. Oh, man. I'm and we're going to watch Boy Meets World and we're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because this yo, is racist. Kevin. Kevin's away. Kevin's away. The the cats will play. (laughs) And instead of um, finding a substitute producer, because we made this decision at about 11.45 p.m. last night, Uh we're just just attempting to do this on our own. It's going to be great. I'm going to say this. um, Never is it going to be more clear. We're going to want to give Kevin more money after this episode. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like when there's a strike. And yeah, the bosses like, are like, fine, we'll just do it without you nurses oh, or whatever. No. And then, <laughs> wait a minute, what's my email password? It's um, really, I'm yeah, already right. struggling. We certainly could, potentially could have already fucked something up. We, we don't won't know. know until Kevin gets this mess of a tangled pile of audio. And it's like, what? It's going to be like oh, handing fuck. him a ball of Christmas lights from last year. <laughs> Hi. Here, these Fix work, this. I think. <laughs> Spends four hours um, untangling them to make the episode. Um, I'm Tawny Newsom. Yeah. That's Andrew T. We eventually get to your um, racism voicemails that you so kindly Maybe, send in. Maybe, if we could figure out how to play them. but Or we might just be <laughs> talking about whatever we want um it is hard to know kevin bartelt is here but he uh it was his well it was his birthday a few weeks ago but he had a birthday party yesterday Mm -hmm. and and homeboy was up late and andrew one of my favorite things about you is that it's okay to it's okay to take a day (laughs) off in andrew's book (laughs) and he texted me i was quite late it was like this is not it's not cool this man gets to sleep I had left the party two hours prior. <laughs> I was one of the yeah. first people there. I was very early. Yeah. I I left at kind of a reasonable hour-ish. You didn't get there at a reasonable hour. I did, actually. It's called a goddamn birthday party, Grandma, and there's no problem getting there when I got there. Counterpoint, when a birthday party starts at 7, <laughs> getting there at 11 is insane. If the birthday party started at 9, then I see your point. Oh man, we're really, we're really going after each other, and no, it's all because no. Kev- Kevin's not here. No, Kevin's the peacekeeper. I know we got to have a common enemy. Um, yeah, it's true. I do want to shout out my joke from the group chat though, because I didn't get enough attention for it. Yeah, and I need hit people it. to to tell me I'm great. That's the whole point of this. The I whole point of this. Mm, okay. What you you think you you appropriately responded? That was a solid Star Trek joke, and I I I got nothing. I think uh, I I think you got one to two little (laughs) ha (laughs) has. So Andrew and Miss typed in. Jessica Gow was asking where we all were because Zig and I had been at, at Kevin's event earlier, and then Andrew got there later, and so we were texting about it. And Jessica was like, "Wait, who's there?" And Andrew had a typo and said, we're at producer Kelvin's birthday. And Gao said, is producer Kelvin related to producer Kevin? 
And I said, yes, but in a different timeline. And I got two little tap backs and I was like, fuck you guys, man. That would have killed on Trek Twitter. Where are my people? I think I was legitimately driving <laughs> when that came in. <laughs> okay, fair. Just fair. In, in my defense, I think I was behind the wheel of a car. And <laughs> I said out loud to nobody, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. You didn't. You had to get to bed. <laughs> um. No, ha, 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 ha. That's a good one. You're not on Trek Twitter because uh, we're on Yosef's Racist. Mm-hmm. And Trek Twitter probably would love if you just started a group chat with all of them. So everyone... Isn't that what Twitter is? Everyone, just add Toddy to your group chat. Yeah, yeah, add me. Add me to <laughs> just, your group chat. Holy moly. Um, um, so there, I mean, speaking of like franchises... There's oh. more racism in fantasy show. I don't watch the fantasy shows. Are people mad at the Lord of the Rings show? Are people mad at the House of Dragons show? Are people mad at the Andor show? I've like dipped um, my toe into all this and then I saw myself straight out, straight out yeah. the discourse. I think everyone's everyone's definitely mad. Uh, I say are everyone. They, this is are the, they this mad is the, because there's black people in it? Yeah, or it's just it's like just us the, mad because there's not black people. It's in just it. the racist. Oh no, it's just the racists are mad. Um, they're really mad. I feel like we talked about this maybe a little bit. We talked about the Little Mermaid last week, and it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's it's just like you know these they they just want some kind of white supremacy to rally around, and it doesn't really matter how dumb they are. Um, yeah, or dumb it is. Um, so. Yeah, they are. They're. I think they. I would. I would say they continue to be mad. I think there was one also where someone suggested Kiki Palmer could uh, play a X Man named Rogue, um, okay. who I believe is white in the comic books. I don't really remember if I'm being honest. Um, who cares? But I think people were mad about that. Um, if 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 I remember correctly, K- Kiki Palmer would be incredible in that role. But in most roles, I think she'd be great. I I have no time for these pieces of shit. Yeah. And yeah, so it's sort of like, I don't know. What Um, what is the... They will be perpetually... Racists will be perpetually mad. Um, They are being more... They're sort of also being extra dangerous about trans folks uh, mm -hmm. this week. So there's also that sort of... The outrage, their outrage. They're just sort of continuing to lash out as they do so i don't know if there's anything new i don't think there's anything new i guess but it is still bad um i saw a tweet i wish i could ever remember i wish i ever saved these things so i could call out the tweet author that's oh yes the author i was gonna say that's not how we do but it should be how we do giving people credit should be how we do but i know giving people credit for smart things i do try to pay attention to for cute little jokes yeah, I hope you'll forgive me. I, I didn't uh, screenshot this person, but it's someone I follow, and they said uh, Otto Hightower, which I guess is a character in House of Dragon. I don't know. I'll look it up um, for you. I, I don't think so, but maybe. But they, oh. it was a, a black person, and he was like, Oh, it is. Oh, sorry, oh I got it. it right. Yay. Yeah, you sure um, did. But the tweet was basically like, how are these people not able to imagine black folk in these shows when they got these complicated ass names? Otto Hightower sounds like <laughs> the man who started the first black fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me a uh, chuckle. 
pretty good. Pretty Gave good. Me a chuckle. Yeah, I guess we should write down. We'll we'll write down the jokes. Maybe we'll try. We at we least pledged, shout out the joke. We pledge to feel bad. We pledge to feel bad, and that's our guarantee to you. When we forget <laughs> to give people credit, we're gonna we're gonna at least feel bad about it, and that still makes us better than ninety percent of the internet. Unfortunately, we're in a bad we're a bad bad people. I know we say this all the time. One, we're not the news, but two, we're definitely not the uh, comedy joke news. So. You know, I think people will forgive me. I look at it this way. If somebody called out a funny joke I made and didn't say my name on a podcast, I'd be like, I don't care. I wrote that joke while I was sitting in, yeah. you know, in line at Costco. I don't and care. I don't I don't be making funny jokes anymore. I just go for kind of stopped too. So yeah. the long long winded, long winded and pointless. That's my my move. I kind of stopped anything that wasn't just like lower decks promotion because I'm yeah. so tired of people telling me I'm uh, somehow incorrect about something. What really broke my brain was me just saying something that I did in my real life and I got well actually and I was like, this is my life. I, I did it. It was yesterday and I was home and I saw it. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck, what is wrong with people's diseased brains that they think they know better what happened in my home in my life? Insanity. Well, maybe they're friends with the... Mouse? I'm saying little mouse. Little, we got a new mouse situation. Mouse. Oh no. Yeah. I know this is a racism podcast, but it's also kind of turning to just like critter report. Uh hello. Kevin's not here. It's whatever we want. <laughs> well, the cat's away. It's literally time for yeah. the mice to play. Um yeah. we got a little mouse in our uh crawl space. Do you call it you don't call it an attic on the West Coast because it's not really an attic. What do you call it? I was not born here. I have no idea. You're the one from here. <laughs> and you know, when you're born here, the first thing you learn after well, you learn to crawl and eat I didn't is grow up what, here. Did what I auxiliary have... spaces in the homes are called. I don't, let me see. In in Michigan, and I think most of the Midwest, um, there. I mean, there are definitely places with attics, but I never lived in a place with an attic, I don't think. Attic right, like feels in the Midwest, like... you get attics and basements. West Coast, you don't get that. Yeah, because of earthquakes. Mainly. Earthquakes. Yeah. 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 And just okay. like age of the the place, like this part of the country is just younger. I um, spent so much time in the basement growing up, and it really is, in retrospect, like so not wonderful down there. We had we had finished basements, but then it was still just like carpeting mm -hmm. underground. Mm -hmm. It's a basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's honestly shocking. Um, it wasn't more mildewy down there. So it's a little basement, you know? Yeah. Um, so in our upper crawl space, I don't know, we got a little mouse, but it's so tiny that he can get out of the humane trap that we have. So the one oh, that we were damn. using for the green-tailed mouse worked yeah. great for green-tailed mouse because he was a chonky little feller. Yeah. Um, have, not, have not seen them again. Uh, so I think we successfully witness protection relocated that mouse. Um, uh, that mouse is still on his way. Wonder what. <laughs> um, but this little this little critter is so small that it can get into the humane trap, eat the delicious snack that we put there for it. We've put crackers, we've put hummus. This thing has really had quite a quite a smorgasbord, and then wriggle wriggle their way out. So. We got to get a smaller trap, but they don't sell at the store. 
they only sell the kill traps, which is just so depressing. Like, let me th- let me throw this out there: if it's simply a matter of the mouse being too too small to be contained by the trap, it sounds like you need more food in that trap, like a lot more food. Like oh, a lot beef more him food. up. Yeah. Uh huh. If you can't make the trap small enough to hold the small mouse, you can make the mouse big mouse enough to big hold enough. for the big trap. It is shocking how our brains are so similar. Because I said something really close to that to Nate, and he looked at me like I had fallen down the stairs. Um, <laughs> I was basically like, "Well, a few more meals, maybe he'll be big enough." <laughs> it's like this cartoon ass logic. <laughs> No, it's cool. It this works. This podcast is the equivalent of a Saturday morning cartoon. Yoinks. <laughs> um, ay, ay, ay. Um, yeah, for real. Um, I, I did, uh, I don't know if this is particularly the time, but um, the the election election season is coming up, and I just wanted to particular. I, I started mm. getting YouTube ads for... Um, fascist city council member Mitch O'Farrell. And mm. I just wanted to, uh, he's, I, he represents the district that I am uh, right over one from uh, council, not congressional council district 13 here in Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, and he's the one who ordered the um, violent and uh, frankly, you know, it's one, I, I say this and it's, not hyperbolic, but it is a little bit about how I have been relatively sheltered or privileged to be sheltered from the, the absolute worst of LAPD violence. Um, but this was the worst shit I have ever seen with my own two eyes. Um, but uh, yeah, he sent in the LAPD r- near midnight to um, clear out an encampment of uh, unhoused people in Echo Park Lake. And they uh, attacked and targeted um, the legal aid, like like green hat legal observers and journalists, um, among other people. They they just rushed in violently, broke a kid's arm. Um, It was fucking horrible. And I just want everyone to vote for Hugo Soto Martinez or give as much money as you can to him um, Mm. if you're not in Council District 13, because... Uh, Mitch O'Farrell is like truly a disgusting, disgusting human being. Um, also, his ads are all like Mitch O'Farrell fought for families during COVID-19. It's like, yeah, he had the LAPD break arms and illegally like do shit that in a sane country people would be talking about like war crimes for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Fuck that guy forever. That is some shit I will personally never forget. Um mm-hmm. And uh, it is, like, really, really just hard for me to hear these, like, ads and and shit. And I know it's only ramping up. But so, yeah, get out there. But, you know, the the larger, probably more useful version is um, work on your cities, um, you know, as well as the whatever you care about national politics or whatever hope you have for national politics. But, um, you know, you're, you're, and when I say cities, I also just mean wherever you live, you can, you can do something to make things better. Um, but you know, Los Angeles, Mitchell Farrell is a quote unquote Democrat. And mm-hmm. like, he is a fucking disgusting, you know, disgusting human being who, uh, yeah, employs all the tactics of, of a Donald Trump, um, and is not in really any way materially better. Um, as far as like 
people's lives go. You know, all he's doing is protecting the interests of real estate developers who are, um, they're quote unquote Democrats because they feel like they have to be to have power in Los Angeles, but they are right wing dickheads. Um, obviously, same goes for Rick Caruso also. And thank you for letting me talk so much. It's just been no, really, I've been good. getting this is these, informative. these Mitchell Farrell ads on my, uh, when I've been watching the YouTube.com mm-hmm. and it's like fucking just like the lying in those ads and the gross identity politics. They start out like as a gay man. And mm-hmm. it's like, guess what? You can still be a right wing racist fuckhead, even though you're gay. Um mm-hmm. So fuck him forever. Um, truly, it was it was like really, really like I will. I, I live a block uh, and a half from Echo Park Lake, and it just they you know they turned in the week after they turned the park into a like a literal like like they they the day after at least a couple hours for like twelve hours after they like wouldn't let people in or out of the park like a prison. Um, it was fucking revolting. Um, also all you people going into Echo Park to hang out, even though it's still surrounded by fences, um, fucking reconsider your actions. It's disgusting that that is the park. is Those damn swan boats make me uncomfortable. It's fucking gross. I can never, I honestly, I don't know if I'm ever going in that park again. It's, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard when you've seen something so firsthand and then you <laughs> are getting yeah. this guy's ads as though. None of that yeah. happened because a lot of people didn't see that firsthand. And so they don't have that immediate yeah. association with him. Um, yeah. Which is why anyway. it's good to share your experiences. Fuck all that. Um, so, has, yeah. Has the Rick Caruso campaign been texting you? I've been seeing a lot of our comedy friends with their cute little pithy responses to the, the I people don't, texting I, on behalf of Caruso. I haven't been texted by any recursive people. I get uh, probably the same amount of like spam phone calls as everyone else. So it's a little like, I assume yeah. <laughs> some of those are recursive people. Um, yeah. Rick Russo, Republican donated the maximum like, amount to people like Mitch O'Connell um, and like anti-abortion, just a repellent, disgusting fucking human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it is wild to me that people volunteer for him. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. Um, like, because it is, like, I can see if you're just, like, a rich person, you you want, like, the billionaire to run things because he will protect your interests. But, like, how many of those people are volunteering? Like, Right. You know, it's very weird. It's very strange. Very weird. I'm sure me. one day there will be a, a Vice-style documentary about these people. Yeah. That I will watch on a plane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably skip it, honestly. Um, yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. Yeah, let me know. What else we got? Uh, that's that's all I had loaded up. My just like, fuck, fuck this. Um, sure. I don't know. Let's, uh, um, let's I just wanted let's to just... give a, oh, yeah. a sh- I'll just give a shout to, um, we're mid-season on Star Trek Lower Decks. If you've been watching our little show. Uh, oh, this past week was a really good uh, Rutherford episode, which is played by our friend Eugene Cordero. It's just really solid writing, solid character stuff. Um, yeah, I just if you're if you're a Trekkie that hasn't dipped your toe into Lower Decks yet, I just love our season three. I think it's just like so so good, and it's just getting better. And I love seeing um, characters that haven't had like big episodes yet, like Eugene's character hadn't 
getting mm-hmm. getting big character defining moments. Amazing. I am yeah. not caught up, but I will. I'll That's get there. okay. I'm um, too busy watching YouTube. I had a friend text me. Oh my gosh, I just watched a couple scenes from it. Great job. And it made me so annoyed. I was like, just don't tell me anything. Don't tell me you watched a couple scenes. Because then or, I'm like, why'd you turn it off? What's wrong with you? Also, I guess that's like maybe like through the marketing. Like you went and looked at the clips, the marketing yeah, clips. Yeah, I don't know. Just say nothing. Or just say, I saw it. Yeah. You're just, so Oh my God, in. I saw Lower Decks. It's so cute. Cool. Thanks, yeah. friend. Bye. Yeah. Don't tell me uh, I selectively watched under three minutes of it. Yeah, because I can't yeah. be bothered. Don't don't tell someone when you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the point of that? Mm. I also think because uh, you know, there's a lot of actors out there who do animated shows, and they're not really like riding as hard for them as as I am for <laughs> this one. <laughs> so they probably were just like, oh, this is probably just like a gig you do that you don't care that much about. And I'm like, you've offended me greatly. Yeah. <laughs> Honey already brought up Star Trek. If you're just keeping keeping score, <laughs> she love she love it a Star Trek. She loved being on it. She loves most of the fans. I'm just, Some look, of the fans. I, look, I don't volunteer. of the fans. Start talking about it unless you. I wait for an in before I start talking about I, it. I true. I started the whole conversation. You did. I started the whole conversation, and we are not going to relocate nope, that. I, I won't do it, but I'm just saying, like, you, if you notice about me, my behavior is I don't bring it up just out of the blue with late yeah, you people. Don't, you don't start fights. You no, end them. I finish them. Yeah, you finish that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a little break. All when right, we come back, yeah. no more Star Trek talk, but we will listen break to some in. racism. <laughs> There's going to be some Star Trek talk. Probably. <laughs> Okay. Okay, we're back. So far, we're doing good without Kevin. Wow, we're incredible. I mean, we there's no way to know whether we're doing good. That's let me just. That's true. Stress that strongly. That's true. Um, but we're gonna. What we're gonna do? Oh my God. Okay. Here's what's here. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay. I don't even know what you're doing. I just see you reacting. I'm trying to pull up. Let me just make sure. Uh, I guess this one. Shit. Okay. All right. So we got a we got a little um, racism voicemail clip. Okay, but Can't now I wait. lost. Now I lost faith in this one. No, I want to do this one first. Yes, this is. These are all the decisions that Kevin quietly makes to himself. Right. Uh, but and I now just we get to watch you externally loud. process. Okay. So what I'm going to do now? Let's see. The volume's on. I'm going to hit play. On uh-huh. the voicemail. Hello, Andrew, Tani. It works. Okay, so I'm Chinese American, and one time I made the mistake of inviting some of my white friends to a Chinese-style, uh, family-style restaurant, and when we got there, they completely refused to do the family-style thing, and it was awkward because. Those of us who were down to share food could only use like half the Lazy Susan. It it was weird. Mm -hmm. Now, is it bad that I have been very wary of inviting more white people (laughs) to these kinds of places? (laughs) My other friends of color think it's funny, but I'm just like, I can't, I can't be hurt like that again. Thank you so much. 
Um, Jim and Liz ruined it for everybody. <laughs> they ruined it for all the other whites. Man, can't score an invite now thanks to Jim and Liz and their no family style policy. I guess how do you have the kind of white friends who don't know how to handle this shit? I definitely know people who do not like family style. Yeah. But and I just don't I, I guess I just wouldn't take them to this type of restaurant. But it sounds like Collar didn't know beforehand. I guess what I mean is like, how do you not know? Uh, you mean Collar or those people? Collar. I mean, look, I, if you've I, never dined with them before, like I just people's eating takes, is weird. I guess. I feel like it's like this this might be just like a me thing. But first of all, like, I feel like I always know the kind of person, mm. usually white, who, mm-hmm. and maybe this is it. It's that I am highly disinclined to be, go out to dinner with people like that, go out to dinner level friends with people like that. Mm-hmm. And thus, I have relatively few, if any, like, I literally can't think of any in my life. I know some folks. And yeah. I would just never take them to this type of But you just place. know, I yeah. think. What am I missing? I think, um, okay, so I think that, I don't know what the caller does for a living, but I'll speak for myself. As someone who ends up in like a work new- friends. Ca- yeah. yeah, a new cast. Like, you have new colleagues every six months or so. And, you know, people will be, like, in, in Vancouver, Jimmy O. Yang took us out when we were doing season two of Space Force. He took us all out to a super authentic Chinese place. And thankfully, everybody yeah. acted right, m- for the most part. But there's a real world in which <laughs> some folks, <laughs> without naming any names, because it was a bunch of people's writers, a bunch of people. Yeah, Some yeah. folks could have really. Could be anyone. Plausible deniability for Tony. <laughs> you can't. Listeners, you can't figure this out because there's a bunch of people you haven't even heard of who there maybe were, got there invited. There were minimum to this. 65 people there, so there's no way you can narrow it down. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, he invited us, and it was like a really special thing for him because he'd been going to this restaurant a lot and was like, "I really love this place. It's you know, it reminds me so much of home." So he was really wanting to share, literally, like, "I want to share a piece of my culture with you, my coworkers." And so I think that told people. Whatever yeah. your weird fucking hangups are, you better swallow them down literally and figuratively because <laughs> this yeah. is important to our friend. Uh, but I could see, I can just yeah, see I, it. I guess, I guess coworkers. I, I mean, I guess right. You're and you're in a different sort of spot because I think actors um, actually do become friends with like co-stars more. You than, have to. It's summer camp yeah. every four months. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, not that I'm not, I'm I'm genuinely friends with every single person I've ever worked with, but I don't think you have to be. I remember, actually, this is, I, I feel like this is more of a Yo Can We Live story, and it isn't um, wonderful. But I remember before I got my staff job, a friend of mine, who is a significantly more prickly personality, would just constantly talk about their enemies in various writers' room. And I remember going into uh, Mixed Dish, my first, like, real big, like, job. I'd done little things before. Um, And just being like, actually, even as I say this, one of the the other things I did, just like a week on, I did have an enemy in the room. So 
<laughs> it's just, but I remember being like, all right, just got to be like wary, like, you know, who figure out who your enemy is. And then it became rapidly clear. I was like, I don't, I'm not the, I, I'm not the kind of personality that has work enemies the way sure. some, some folks can. And, sure. um, although, you know what, who knows? I'm sure it's possible, but and I, I did have work enemies when I worked at Comedy Central. There are people who I just loathed. Um, so, yeah. so maybe I'm just lucky. Um, but I feel like there's more pressure on actors to be friends with everyone. Is which is which is all to say, I feel like writers could just be like, yeah, I fucking hate that X or Y person. Yeah, I'm not taking them anywhere. I'm not taking them to a restaurant. Yeah, maybe that's why I said I don't know what the caller does because I don't know how close of friends these are. So I don't know. But so I'm giving the caller some grace. They didn't know their friends eating needs. But yeah. uh, I just, is it bad yeah. that they don't want to <laughs> invite more white folk? Ugh. Well, again, I th- yeah, it it isn't, of course. It's awesome. But uh, <laughs> it does speak to the I, I think like caller on a fundamental level needs to figure this shit out before. Like this isn't the type of thing that gets figured out upon arrival at the restaurant this is like what is it up with these people and how is it that you don't know because i just feel like it's such a specific type of personality that is like both i i i even understand like strongly preferring not Mm -hmm. to eat family style but literally refusing to do it at a restaurant where this is how the food works is like actually a different type of person. Like I don't. I mean, I I know people like um, who I am very close to who do not prefer family style. Yeah. Um. They, you know, I I know you know just folks that I I guess it's like honestly like a food scarcity anxiety. Um. Also, <laughs> as I say this, um, it is partially because I am a food monster and. <laughs> There's a world where family style simply always works out for me. If if <laughs> if the goal of dinner is simply to have the most of it. To win. Yeah. Yeah. Then family style always works out for me. Of course, that yeah. is not the goal. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, <laughs> but I know people who like really don't like it, but wouldn't not do it if sure. we were at like a Chinese restaurant. Or right, something, or something to that effect. Yeah. So, so it's not simply the they don't like family style. It is the like sounds like half the table literally refusing to do it, which is insane. Because then I'm like, what did you do? You just ate a plate of steamed shrimp, and yeah. that's it. Like they, I, you can't yeah. just order like a well balanced dinner. You're gonna get a huge plate of fucking One mabo thing. tofu or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that's that's the that. thing. Yeah. So so someone willing to spite their own dinner and everyone else simply because of their like um hang up. Yeah. And and is completely inflexible to a like a non-American culture's way of doing things. And not not America isn't all like that anyway. That's right. that's the thing that speaks to me in a like it's not just won't don't like it, it's won't do it even though it's hurting yourself and others hurting in quotes i guess it's not a huge injury but it is making everyone's dinner worse most of all your own and it's just uncomfortable it's just embarrassing i get embarrassed with people and this is a little bit of like um uh middle class shame snobbery now that i'm in a different tax bracket it's somewhere between shame and snobbery where 
I cannot handle going to a nice restaurant and having someone buck whatever the trend of that restaurant is trying to do. Like having someone like not want to do that. Like if the whole thing is tasting menu or whatever and people are like, no, I just want to order a la carte or like just not getting what the restaurant is doing makes me feel deep, like middle-class poor kid shame because it makes me feel like, oh, we're bumpkins who don't know how to exist here. We're doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the thing wrong. Um, but then that also translates to like cultural shit. If you go to a restaurant that's of a culture that's not your own background and you don't know how to just like act like you've been somewhere before, that makes me so anxious. Yeah. I'm just like, just just act like you get it. Just do the thing that they're trying to tell you to do because they've figured it out for their restaurant. They know what's best. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or or leave. Like yeah. <laughs> or go home. If you you know what? Like if you truly can't handle sharing food, and you know what? There probably is there's some a phobia. There's a yeah, there's halfway like a valid thing. reasoning or whatever. But you know, express that. If there's some way for it to be accommodated, if there's a way for you to make a plate first that no one touches or whatever. Yeah. Like I think people would could roll with that, but simply just like we don't do that. Right. And then like not doing it is it's just indicative of like, I don't know, at best an inability to communicate, but much more likely like a strong belief, like a inability to accept other cultures as valid that this is like truly, you know, I started out hyperbolically, like sort of jokey, like I'm not friends with these people. I'm really as we talk, genuinely not friends with these people. <laughs> Fuck these people. <laughs> like, it's just like, how can you not fucking put your shit aside in a way that to be productive? Ugh. Anyway, caller, I don't know. How are you unable to figure out which of your white friends are this whack? That's my question for you. Just, just vet them beforehand. Anybody you're going to take to a restaurant like this, be like, have you been to this type of food before? Do you know how it works? All right, cool. Like, clear it up beforehand. I, yeah. Just but so you're also, not embarrassed. Because then you're also the person of color who's brought the white folks into the person of color dominant space and the white folks aren't acting right. And then the people yeah. of color who work there are looking at you like, you brought these people here. I've felt I, that I, before. I guess there is, like, some element of, like, for a lot of, because I was going to say it's fucking 2020, 20, whatever it is, too. <laughs> um <laughs> whatever it is it is september I, of this year <laughs> i legitimately forgot the year a couple days ago um i almost said it's 2023 um but um i was gonna say how do you seriously not understand how fucking chinese food works average american but I'm- but i yeah I, I do understand in a lot of parts of the country chinese american food where you do get a you know a takeout container with a pieces of the, things, the pieces yeah. that you want and i understand that that however flawed like i guess is a lot of people's perception or a significant number of people's perception of what chinese food is so like okay fine i am shocked every single day and it bring it grounds me right back down to earth it, it pulls me out of my coastal elite ivory tower taking a private jet to walgreens lifestyle every single day when i find out that people there's just constantly shit that people have never done grown ass people in their 30s and 40s they'll just it'll just be like oh yeah i've never been to a chinese restaurant oh yeah i've never done that and i'm always just like how but 
The answer but, is everybody just be living all kinds of wild ways. No, that is true. But but then it's the it's the line of like, how do you get to become friends with people like that? Really, like, and, and not it's like oh, not like oh, how could you be friends with? I'm just like that as a person of color, like that type of person is so deeply incurious about other cultures. I, I find, it's just hard for me to actually be friends with a person like that. Um, and yeah. I would strongly imagine that many parts of my personality and existence possibly are very off-putting to people like that. So I'm like, kind of it goes both ways. Like, how do you become friends with someone like that? I have no interest personally, but like, what? I don't know. Well, I also I mean, grew also, up in the Midwest around a lot of people like that. Like, that is sure. the other thing that I feel like I sometimes I say shit and people are like, oh, you don't know what real Americans are like. And it's like, I really, really do. I promise, promise you. We do. We spent and so much time just, between the two of us in the Midwest, decades yeah, upon decades. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, like imagining um, that I don't know what these people are like is also a form of racism you know because it's right. like yeah i grew up there I it's fucking... like no we we lived there where do you think we got good at avoiding these folks yeah yeah i didn't I, get, just... I didn't practice it in california yeah. <laughs> i practiced it in algonquin <laughs> illinois like <laughs> oh. so that that's that's the bigger advice for the caller it's not the whether yeah. you should feel bad it's really think about what your relationship and the value of these fucking people who like cannot bend their fucking little dietary things for one meal mm -hmm. one time could you just cook the sushi could you just give it it's could you just like, cook it i just can't eat it raw can you just open up the little roll like, and sear yeah. it a little bit like who why why do you want to be around those people i i just don't, don't know. i don't know i just see them asking for a fork at an ethiopian place i i see it all i see it all yeah. Oh, it's really, anyway, I fucking hate that shit. Now, now, this is me back in Kevin brain. Transition to second voicemail mode. Hit the button. Hmm. I'm going to do better this time. Oh, wait, I'm going to do a little worse because now I can't remember. Okay, we just did the fam. Okay, so now, and then I will hit this. Mm -hmm. and, and one more voicemail. Oh, boy. Play. Hi, everyone. Um, oh, yeah. I am a uh, white nurse practitioner. Um, I do well-woman and annual <laughs> exams. Um, and so part of my job is to educate people on using sunscreen. And so a lot of black women especially or just dark women generally don't use a lot of sunscreen. They're maybe not educated to. And so I try really hard to educate everyone I don't always know how to phrase it when I'm talking to people with, sometimes I use deeper skin tones or darker skin tones. I don't know what's most sensitive or most appropriate. I never want to come off like, I don't know, <laughs> like a white lady telling someone what to do, but it's kind of part of my job to educate. I don't know. I might be reading so much into this. Um, so is it racist if I say, you know, even though you have deep skin tone, you should wear sunscreen, or that's just a weird way to say it. <laughs> Love the show. Bye. 
It's like, I feel like calls like this are like, it's only weird because you've asked now three times if it's weird. And now the third time you said it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds weird. Whereas I know. If you were my the dermatologist. The first couple times, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'd be like, yeah, you're you're a medical yeah, professional. Sense. You're saying like, hey, you have darker skin. You still need sunscreen. That sounds normal. Yeah. Um, I also think that because of, uh, a lot of white folk don't, Rightfully so, they don't understand the nuance of how to use terms like dark-skinned and light-skinned because of the way that black and brown people throw those words around due to, like, colorism reasons. So they kind of are like, let me stay out of this whole territory. Um, I I think a good catch-all is is brown skin or melanated skin. Melanated's a little more, like, clinical and sounds a little annoying. But, like, if you say to someone, hey, you have brown skin, that is, like, the least... It has the least connotation to it, like uh, just socially. There, yeah. there's the it's the most neutral. I just find it's a very neutral way to say what you're trying to say. Um, it doesn't have a good or bad yeah. connotation attached to it. So if you want something that sounds halfway normal, but you can also just say, no matter what color your skin is, we all need sunscreen. Yeah, because that's the or, fucking truth. Yeah, yeah. Everyone and I just want to point out that we were not, I just, I, I also just have a bone to pick with like, not the collar, but with like the medical b- profession in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell them, Toddy, get up. Get black em. women are not undereducated about our need for sunscreen because of other black people. We are undereducated about it because of white medical professionals mistakenly telling our grandmothers and mothers that over the years before they were educated about it because medicine was has always been overwhelmingly white. They mistakenly told, our, and they still are to this day, but like, you know, in the past, they were doing it more. That's where that myth came from, where white dermatologists saying, you don't really need yeah. sunscreen because you have a natural barrier against the sun. So yeah. because my grandmother was told that, it might have gotten passed down to me that I don't need it. It's not, it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah. It's medicine's. So this, now this most is, of the black people I know know that we need it. <laughs> yeah. This feels like a version of not knowing whether you can say black person, which <laughs> I get still, you know, cause it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like when someone says African-American. Oof. Tells me everything it's also, I need to know. Yeah. But it's also like, okay, fine. Yeah. They're or fine. Maybe, I'm just like. They're not the I'm, most racist of white people. No, no, no. I'm just like, when's the last time one of us was inside your house? But it's like, holy shit. Maybe yeah, 2018. It's like, you do not know. <laughs> you do not know black people. You don't have any of us in your phone. Like, yeah. how far do you have to scroll down before you could text one? Yeah. It's, yeah. So that is basically, I mean, is it, is this out of line just to say it's fine just to say black people need sunscreen too? Y- yes, but Andrew, as always happens with this show, <laughs> For, yeah. for normal people, yeah, you should just say black people need sunscreen too. But the type of person who's hemming and hawing this much, the way they sure. say it is going to make people feel weird. It's <laughs> worse. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, there is a there is a delivery issue. Because as you said, the call, it didn't sound we out of line until it's a real rule of threes situation. Yeah. The third one was just like, whoa. And there's just going to be like an imperson and caller. I don't mean to just drag you. I th- you represent no. a type of well-meaning person that we encounter a lot. But there's going to be like a we brief- encounter a lot because they listen the fuck to this show. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to we love the you. fuck Thank out you. of it. Thank you for um, listening. But there's going to be like a little, you know, when there's like a little hesitation 
yeah. before they say black. Like there's going to be like a, an inhale or like a <laughs> shift in the seat that just tells me, oh no, you're not, oh no, <laughs> you're not comfortable. We're, we got to strap in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you want to spare your, your, I almost said clients. What am I saying? Patients. You want to spare your patients that discomfort. So just yeah. find something that feels easy and natural in your vernacular and yeah. just say that. And I, I really recommend the, you know, no matter the amount of melanin in your, in your skin, you need sunscreen. Yeah. Everyone needs sunscreen. I, I mean, in the context of medical care, whatever, yeah, I, whatever you had said that was like possibly too clinical. I was like, I don't think it yeah, can be Yeah, mel- melanated too, skin or, yeah. Be too skin clinical tones from with more a melanin. goddamn medical professional. You're the ones who it, should be saying melanin. You're not Twitter. It, yeah, <laughs> it often should be more clinical. Usually the 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 error is insufficiently clinical. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, yeah. The sun wants us dead, man. Like everybody everybody you know what? that stuff on. And put it on on cloudy days. Now I'm just on my sunscreen rant. People oh, like to yeah. go, "Oh, it's cloudy." I I'm still shocked. I'll sit down in a makeup chair. And I'll go, I always put my sunscreen on before I go to work because I don't trust these people not to have just the whitest fucking kabuki makeup ass sunscreen to put on me. <laughs> um, I had one woman try and smear some stuff on me and I was blue. I was like, I look like, I look like data from the next generation. <laughs> Please find some, some sunscreen that works for my skin. But like, I'll sit down and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I, I forgot to put my sunscreen on. Do you have any? And they'll go, oh, well, it's overcast today. I'm like, Who, what in the 1982 Ooh. logic have you this lost is, your mind? This is trail tawny coming out. This is this is the earth. This is climate. Okay, now I'm taking up Kevin's mantle. This is climate justice tawny coming out. The earth is in rough shape when it comes to the ozone layer. Yeah. We need that is sunscreen. It? Yeah. Yeah. Sunscreen sunscreen up everyone. Please. Everyone every day. Yeah, except for me. I never do it, but I should. Um, or caller, you could just say like, even if you're black as hell, you need sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, try it out. Try it once. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, listen, if you do that, you will either have you will answer the question of whether you have any black people you can text real quickly, and it's going to be That's a hard true. yes or a hard no. That's true. It'll be. <laughs> it's a very polarizing move. That one. <laughs> That no one's gonna that one's gonna work or really not work. Yeah. So I don't know. You got options. Um hey, bold swing. We are done. Done. We did it. We survived. I never want to do any of those button clicks again. Kevin, please get <laughs> please come back. It was three. Um, the screen gets really complicated, Tawny. Also, um your screen. your zoom window gets really tiny on my side, so it's it's not as fun. So you so can't now see I, my expressions. I'm a little, just a little, I took a little walk in Kevin's shoes and I hate him. Kevin, we need you back. I we can't handle it. Um, um, but he will be back for Yoke and We Live. We're going to wait to record yeah. that because we know he wants to talk about his birthday hang and we just, yeah. we miss our friend. Um, and of course, Yoke and We Live, which we didn't promote at the top of the show, is our uh, our premium show where we don't. Mm-hmm talk about racism and we maybe just talk more about I usually do sunscreen. regardless yeah that's true yeah more more sunscreen and and hollywood shit and less racism but mm-hmm. sometimes we can't help ourselves and by we I do mean my ass uh, suboptimalpods.com to find out how to subscribe to that um 
once again, I'm going to say this on the main show just because um, I don't know if I've checked this, but one of our joke subscriber tiers on suboptimalpods.com is for $100, I will unblock you on Twitter because I uh, block everyone for any reason, tens of thousands, all by hand. I've never (laughs) imported a block list. Um, I have too much time on my hands. Um, (laughs) However, uh, multiple people have signed up for that level and I assume and always have assumed that those are jokes. However, uh-huh. in the event that they are not, um, it is not going to be easy for you to reach out to me. But um, I guess hit up the Yo, Is This Racist Twitter account. Um, and I guess if you're blocked on that, which I guess there's also a chance, hit us up on... Subtopod's um, Instagram account. Yes, that's right. Because that okay. has blocked no one because that mostly is, Kevin and I operate that one. I think I I have the password, but I'm not positive. How to, <laughs> oh, no, I'm <laughs> We can't in. give I'm you the password in. or you're going to start blocking I'm, I'm logged in. I'm logged in. I'm logged in. Um, anyway, that's a little bit of uh, housekeeping. If, if not, thank you for your generous donation to this very dumb bit. Three two three three eight nine seven two two three three two three three eight nine race to leave your voicemails. These were good ones this week. I liked yeah. them, even though I was mean to both the callers. No, we liked these. We like you guys. Thanks for keeping them uh, brief. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for keeping it brief. Um, and uh, oh yeah, go to uh, follow Kevin J Bartelt mm-hmm. on social media for his birthday. Yosis Races, Suboptimal Pods, Tronny Newman, Andrew T. Mm-hmm. That's that's a show that we did. Uh, it's called Yosis Racist. Um, Andrew did a really good job of of producing Yay! things this, this week. You know, the important thing. This is the part that Kevin usually does off mic. The important thing is whoever produced it this week did a great job. Yeah. And, it sounds so good. And also, yeah. I probably didn't technically produce it because that also entails other stuff that I didn't do. But I don't understand. You hit record, enough right? Of what that is. Stop it. I did hit record. All right, we're done. Peace. Goodbye. This is Suboptimal.